This is The 19, a 19-minute or less podcast that brings you marketing insights aimed at improving lives. Presented by Orange Label, the leading response marketing agency for wellness brands that grow when their customers do. Hello and welcome to The 19. I'm Rochelle Ryder, president of Orange Label. They say not to judge a book by its cover, but have you ever judged a brand by its social media pages? With 4.9 billion people worldwide using social media, according to Forbes, establishing and maintaining your brand's social presence is of utmost importance. Consistency is key, so when potential or current followers see your brands fall off of social media, it doesn't go unnoticed. Today's guest, Albizu Garcia, is a digital media professional and entrepreneur with over 20 years in the digital and technology space. He is also the CEO and co-founder of Gain, a social media publishing platform specifically developed for agencies. He's led and executed successful online media strategies for global brands including Honda, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, AT&T, Mercedes-Benz, and more. And today, he's here to share his insights on the state of social media with us to keep your brand ahead of the curve. Albizu, welcome to The 19. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. So can you tell our listeners what led you to develop Gain? I was a partner of an agency before starting Gain. And as many agency owners, it is a rough business to be in. Mm -hmm. Not only on the actual craft that we make as creatives, but it's also hard business to maintain, maintaining mm -hmm. customers, maintaining your clients, keeping employees happy, that sort of thing. So one of the things that we decided to do when I saw that was like, okay, let's try and figure out a way to fix some of these problems. During that time, there were, that's when all these APIs started to come up from Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And that's a different topic, what's going on with those APIs, but mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll leave those aside. But basically my co-founder and myself, we decided to focus on the workflow problem. There were tools at that time, like Hootsuite and a bunch of other tools that help you kind of manage a lot of stuff at the same time. But if you're an agency, you're managing clients and you're having to basically uh, maintain that relationship with your clients. And we thought that the process that those tools were offering at that time were not elegant at all, right? Mm -hmm. So they were really uh, confusing for the client. Typically you have two separate processes. The agency would work on this tool and do all this work. And then when it came to organize that content and sharing it with the client, that was a whole manual process, pretty much. Emails, spreadsheets, even presentations that we see all the time. To this day, we still see that customers that come to us. So we thought, okay, we can do a pretty decent job here at trying to help agencies to be more organized. That also expanded to brands. They're brands that are doing their own work inside their own company. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure that it was a flexible enough product that an agency could use it, but also brand insights marketing team could use it. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, what we wanted to solve was wasting time, mm -hmm. employee dissatisfaction, like those two things were super important to us. And the most important part was client relationships. We thought every time an account manager or account director is talking to a client about approve me this or approve me that, it's a wasted opportunity where you can be talking about new business. Let's do the next campaign. Let's do the next work for you, mm -hmm. right? So whenever you can remove the logistics of trafficking, your client satisfaction will also go up. So your client retention will also go up because they love working with you. And that's an experience that we see all the time. Agencies being fired and the client basically comes to us and brings the tool to the new agency that they go to. Mm -hmm. right? 
they because they really appreciate that this is so easy for them to work with their agency. We see it as a, almost an unfair advantage to use our product for agencies because they really can create a deeper and closer and more lasting relationship with their clients. Yes, and more, and more time for creativity. Exactly. Yeah. So we have had just tremendous success using Gain with our clients. So thank you for developing the software. Sure. It's been a huge asset to us and our brands that we work with. So flipping over to the challenges that you see brands facing when it comes to managing their social content, what are those pain points that you see? Today is tough. I sold my agency back in 2012, right? And things have changed dramatically with TikTok and all that stuff. When I decided to, to come up, put it together and say, okay, what are the things that are really like very big issues for agencies that need to solve? One of them that we saw was staying authentic and relevant, right? And I think that that's more important every day. I think that people can see through the marketing messaging. So brands need to be more themselves. And then that's a tough thing for brands, you know, especially the older the brand is, right? The, more, the harder time they have doing that mm-hmm. in order to stay relevant. The other thing is scaling. Obviously, that's a part of the things that we do, right? So we care much about how much, how many clients can an agency handle thanks to automating a lot of the processes, right? Mm-hmm. So automation for us is it's an important part of that piece. And if I had our product back when I had an agency, things would be very different. We would probably lose less people to do the same work. And we were able to create new business without worrying about the cost associated to bringing new business you know, to the agency. Mm-hmm. The other part is complicated workflows. I think a lot of agencies... They don't do a pretty decent job at streamlining processes, mm-hmm. right? Because they're caught up on the day-to-day and they want to be able to respond to clients and provide all this work. There's also an incentive in billing and all that stuff, right? So that's a big challenge that I see that as things get more complicated with a lot of things you can automate, but there's a lot of stuff that you can't, like a TikTok video, right? A lot of that stuff needs to be more spontaneous. If you add things like live videos, live streams, stuff like that, then those are things that you need to be super streamlined to be able to accomplish those things, right? And without getting bogged down Absolutely. Uh, on, on the stuff, yeah. Yeah, so how do you suggest that brands address some of those challenges? To be honest, one of the, <laughs> one of the things that I always find interesting, which is it's almost unfair for a lot of brands, is that they need to start with a good product or a good service. And I think that at the end of the day, because people can see through the BS, right? You need to have make sure that your product is actually as best as it can be, right? Mm-hmm. I, we see this all the time, right? Like companies that they want to, you know, they're putting all this effort into marketing, right? But when you look down deep down into what's causing them to not be successful, it's the product is it's okay, you know? And they should probably put more effort into fixing that or their service instead of just dumping money on marketing and trying to do amazing things, right? So expecting results on a mediocre service or product you know, that's just a waste of time, waste of money and time, right? Mm-hmm. From not only the brand, but also the agency. It's like an impossible job mm-hmm. uh, to do. So, so, and I know that's hard, right? Again, that's not marketing related, but it is in a way. <laughs> sure, product, um, product development. Exactly. The other stuff that I see that agencies can do to be more authentic and stuff like that is to bring their customers into their own spotlight, right? So mm-hmm. they already have channels. They already have Facebook you know, Instagram channels and they have all these social networks that they already broadcast content to that, right? By the way, that's a project that we have for this year ourselves as a company is to bring our customers into the spotlight, right? Mm -hmm. Allowing them to tell our story, 
Because right. basically when they, when they say how successful they have been, that that basically is helping us, right? So that's a very important thing. And it's easier than ever to do that because of social media. So people can send you a video or something very quickly. So that to me is like a super important thing. That's not new, right? Doctors have been recommending products forever. Right. right? Testimonials. 1800s, <laughs> right? So, so it's basically just bringing that to the to, to today, right? And actually kind of putting some real effort behind it, right? Mm -hmm. The other stuff is to plan ahead, right? And keep organizing. It goes back to the same thing. Keep organized. Have a calendar that everybody can see what's going on. Everybody knows when is the deadline? When is this going to be done? When is this due? And I think that that's important. And a lot of people miss it. Everybody has their own little calendar and they have meetings, but they don't share anything else on that calendar, right? right. They don't share a calendar that everybody can see what's going on as a brand. Sure. So there's been a lot of talk about artificial intelligence. What impact do you believe that these tools will have on social media content? Yeah. So this is an interesting one for me because I'm very pessimistic okay. about AI. Yes. And it's not because of what most people think. It's not about they're going to take over and kill humans and <laughs> you know, Terminator is going to happen. When it comes to marketing, right, one of the things that I see a lot of advantages and like, for example, we are already working on an integration with AI for our product. We want to allow marketers to be able to do a quick prompt and then AI will basically write something that they can use as a start or maybe use it as it is, if it's good enough. The thing with AI is that at the end of the day, and I think I forgot his name, the last person that, that you guys Paul, had on the Paul podcast. Rotter. Yes, Paul. Yes. One of the things that, that I found interesting was that he, I think he did a good job at explaining that AI is basically just a model that tried to guess what's next. Right. And that's mm -hmm. basically what it is. And that's how he puts together a sentence. Mm -hmm. He just starts guessing, saying, oh, I think this word makes sense here. And at the end of the day, it's going to give you a cohesive phrase or piece of content that makes total sense. But at the end of the day, what it's doing is just mimicking other stuff that they have seen, the model has seen out there. So it's basically mm -hmm. reading and consuming content from the web, which happens to have been created for humans for many years. Right. right? Now, short term, that's great, right? You can create a ton of content, makes things very fast and really move things along. And that's the kind of the positive thing that I see. Long term, though, what happens when the feedback that's happening here is going to be AI seeing other AI content and they keep basically redoing each other. At the end of the day, it's going to be a mishmash of AI content that they see on other places and everything's going to sound the same, mm -hmm. right? So I think that there's a space for... AI, probably to use as a base to work on stuff, but it's never, I don't think, going to replace like copywriters and people. If you want to get above the noise, I don't think it's going to be able to do that long term. But I might be wrong. <laughs> we <laughs> so were... could be new technologies. Yeah, it could be new technologies that fixes that issue, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that means, but I think that if the model is a model that's just guessing things and its end goal as a model, is to create a piece of content that looks like other pieces of content. They're just going to be copying each other. Yeah, there's no originality, right? Yes. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it will be, right? So I'm, I'm happy to be wrong because I don't I don't have any issues with AI. I think AI is, in a way, when it comes to to you know the dangers of it and stuff like that, personally. But but it, I think it's very cool and very helpful. Sure. Especially the image the image size, I think, is going to be pretty interesting. So how do you, you believe that technology and tools play a role in the creative process? Like I mentioned right now, right? Embracing those technologies is important for rising above the noise floor to be able to do your best work. And, and there's a lot of tools like AI, right? Mm -hmm. That you can use to basically create unique content 
based on it. Because one thing that could be interesting is if you have this tool of AI, you're basically augmenting what a copywriter could do because the AI can trigger some ideas in a copywriter's brain to allow that person to basically create a, an interesting story for this brand. So I see that being curious about those new technologies is very important to keep up and stay ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what trends are you seeing right now besides AI? What trends are you seeing in the social media space? Yeah, it's the same ones that I've already seen. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the same thing. Early on, when I had the agency, right, this, is, this was the age of, and I'm really, am I dating myself? Maybe. <laughs> At that point, it was all about Facebook applications and games and gamification of these contests and all that stuff of Facebook. Because there was an API, there was this new SDK. So it was really cool for geeks like us to go build stuff on top of Facebook. But I think people nowadays, they see through all of that. I don't think people respond to like contests and stuff like that as they used to before. I think people can see through the messaging. That's why authenticity is such a, mm. such an important part. The other stuff is that people just don't longer have any time for that. You know, attention span has been shortened by seconds now, right? Now we're talking about, I don't know, you have three seconds, maybe two seconds on TikTok to grab somebody's attention mm -hmm. and that's it. Go beyond that. Forget it. So, you know, when you look at the whole... Uh, humanity's time or a person's time, you're competing for that little piece of attention mm -hmm. at any given moment. But the thing that I found interesting is that we used to speak about that before where brands would be competing for the attention of that person and competing with another brand for that short span. Today, you're competing against everything. Netflix, right. uh, you know, so it goes, it goes way beyond social media. And the one trend that I've been seeing is just, People, especially the new generation, are aware of the dangers of social media, right? The addiction that causes. So a lot of those people are using different options to manage that. Either taking their phone, you know, be more conscious about how much they use an application mm -hmm. in a social media network, cutting the amount of time that they spend on a social network at any given time, mm -hmm. making the opportunity for a brand to reach them even tougher. Mm -hmm. But the part that I found more interesting is people moving away from the traditional social networks and moving to things like Mastodon or Blue Sky, Bureau, all their social networks in search of sanity, sure. to be honest. Yeah. So then how are brands supposed to reach them there when those things are not centralized? You know, They're completely federated. It's a completely different experience. So I think it's a super interesting time for marketers. And this is where you know, creativity is going to be able to reach those people around these bigger social networks. Mm -hmm. It's the only way. So how, how do you recommend that people stay on top of those trends? So... Trends are too short nowadays too, because mm -hmm. right now you have something on TikTok and in two days it's gone. I don't know if you or any of the listeners have used Blue Sky, but Blue Sky is a social network that aims to replace the Twitter experience. And trends there, they rise and die in hours. So mm -hmm. a brand looking to get on top of that, not only it's almost impossible, to be honest, but when they do, the cringe factors going to be really hard, hard right? <laughs> so, so, so in a way, that's going to be interesting, you know, what the future trends just don't last that long. And then the other thing is that you need to be super genuine and really be into the social network that you're aiming to produce content. And I think that's a challenge too for brands and even agencies, because you cannot need, like in, I call them internal mini influencers that live inside the brand that can be the face of the brand to be able to to cut through and be able to catch your attention in two seconds, three seconds on TikTok. 
there's no way a brand on its own is going to be able to speak the language of a person. And I think that that's an interesting thing. Plus, it's an interesting job role. Sure. It's like an internal mini influencer, right? For brands. <laughs> and so that's going to be really interesting. And it's really tough nowadays. Right. Well, what one piece of advice would you give to brands about effective management of their social media, whatever platform they're using? What would What's the one piece of advice you would give? I think agility is going to be the key. And finding tools that allow you to be agile is going to be key for anybody trying to keep up on the marketing side mm-hmm. of things, right? And that means that newer agencies can adopt those things easier. And agencies that are older, they need to get on it and don't be afraid and jump in mm-hmm. and, and allow those tools to be implemented or at least test it internally, right? And you sure. can come up with ways of doing that. Obviously, the bigger the agency it is, it's a little more complicated. I think being genuine is another another thing that's important. They need to be less marketing sounding, just be more transparent. This mm-hmm. is how we are. This is a product. We're an old company and, and that's fine. We embrace it and move forward. And instead of trying to dressing up your brand and try to be the cool kids, because everybody can see through that stuff. So that to me is very important. You can be an old person and still be cool, right? We see this all the time, right? So that's something that's very important to me. And the last part is using your tools to simplify process. Because when I, and this is something that I've been wrestling as a CEO of the company, is that what value do we actually bring to the world, for example, mm. right? When you look at our product and you say, okay, so we, the only thing we do is we have a product that allows you to sell more stuff to people. That's not a very high Goal. In a way, we were internally thinking, okay, what do we do that's bigger than ourselves? Mm-hmm. What do we do that's bigger than marketing? And it all came down to humans and people and what they do. And we've implemented things in our company to four-day work weeks to make sure that we believe that people do their best work when they have time to be the best selves outside work. So for us, that's what guides us as a company, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that motor agencies can do, not necessarily using our product, but any product or any technology is to allow people to do their best work by removing all the friction mm-hmm. of getting the job done. So they are able to leave and, and go outside, you know, mm-hmm. spend the weekend, be happy, not think about work. So to us, it's always been the goal of not having a social media manager on a Friday at 10 p.m. waiting for a client to get approvals. That to us is that the person that we don't want to see there. We want everything to be so smooth, easy to do, that the client will approve at any moment and there's no waiting. If there is, it's really easy to take care of. And at the end of the day, keeping employees happy means they do better work. That's, sure. that's bottom line at the end of the day. Well, you have definitely done that for Orange Label. So thank you so much, Albizu, for being on our show today. We had a great time hearing about your insights and really love what you're up to as a company. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to you guys. Thank you for listening to The 19 with CEO and co-founder of GAIN, Albizu Garcia. To follow insights on social media marketing from Albizu and his team, visit blog.gainapp.com. To learn more about Orange Label's strategy, data analytics, media, social, content, and design services, visit orangelabelmarketing.com. A special thank you goes out to our contributors, Creative Services Director Kelsey Phillips, Copy and Content Strategist Ashley Andreen, and Design and Sound Director Micah Panzich. Be sure to subscribe to the 19 Marketing Podcast by Orange Label on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and leave us a review. 